So, David, have you seen this uh, video making its uh, the rounds on the internet? Older guy, he uh, he throws down some ice. Uh, he's like in his, his company's cafeteria. He throws down some ice, looks around, kind of paces over the ice a little bit, and then steps on the ice and uh, does what's like a slip and fall, except he kind of really just like sits down and like lays back. He does a sit and fall? <laughs> he does a sit and lay back. A sit, not even a fall. Not really a fall. Yeah, I've seen the video. It's quite uh, riveting. Yeah, so, uh, so this guy, Alexander Goldinsky, which... I mean, you, every once in a while, you get, like, the name matches the crime, right? Like Florida Man. <laughs> like, yes. And this guy, New Jersey, which probably ranks, probably top five in terms of, like, someone does something where you, like, scratch your head. You got Florida, Texas is in there a lot, Alabama chicken tenders. That story is still weird to me. That alone. I'm right? just... New Jersey seems to, yeah. Anyways, so, so this... This older guy, 57-year-old Alexander Goldinsky. <laughs> he, uh, yeah, the, search for uh, slip and fall, right? And, and you'll see it. It's a video of him literally just throwing ice on the floor, looking around. Little does he know there's a camera right in the corner. Now, I don't know if this camera is, like, super well hidden. Darn technology! Um, but he does it, By the video, he doesn't even, like, look, look up. Like, he's looking around to make sure no one's watching him, right? So he, he sits down, lays down on the floor, and he's just waiting for someone to find him. Someone finds him, and you know, I guess he says he's gonna sue them, right? Curse those newfangled for, gadgets for negligence for not cleaning up ice. Oh, I don't know. Has anyone ever won for like ice being at the bottom of an ice dispenser? I feel like that's a an assumed risk, yeah. right? When you're but, gonna use an ice dispenser. But coffee is hot, bro. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you never know. So um. Mr. Goldinsky is going to be prosecuted um, by uh, by the state of or the county, the Middlesex County, New Jersey, because uh, they don't they don't take lightly to uh, to fraudulent uh, claims such as this. So um, I imagine I, guess, I imagine at the end of the trial, he says, "And I would have gotten away with it <laughs> if it wasn't for those darn kids and their technology." You know what? If if he were James Harden. Um, he would have gotten, it would have been a flagrant two. He would have got two free throws and the ball. The ice machine would have had a 10 game suspension. And uh, I think the, the Rockets pr probably would have had an instant bye to the finals. And all of his coworkers would have gathered around him going, MVP, MVP. Yeah. Welcome to Subjectively Correct. We're, uh, we're live from my parents' basement. Are we? No. We're still in my office. I don't think we're recording, bro. I think the video is not recording. I forgot to push start recording. Great story, though. I wish our, I wish our video listeners could get that. But our podcast listeners are going to love that story. Uh, I was, like, making faces at the camera and stuff. I was uh, hamming it up. Uh, a couple of good visual jokes I threw in there with my eyes. Uh, I'm a great actor with my eyes. How do you want to handle this? This is awkward. Uh, okay, here's what we should do. We should start... The video stream, like start recording, mm -hmm. and then you should just speak into the podcast like it never happened. Okay. We'll just do it again and see if we can do it better the second time. Okay. We'll do so, like a, it's so like a podcast take, listeners. Yeah. Here is take number two. Right. So take two for podcast listeners for the video. Like people watching this on YouTube, they'll they just never know this existed. Some extra podcast content for you podcast subscribers. And Thank you. Hey David, have you seen this video making its rounds on the internet of an older guy throwing some ice on the floor, uh, looking around, stepping over it, and then doing a slip? We're still not recording. It's <laughs> <sighs> oh, so great. Oh. This is one of my favorite things that's ever happened, All ever. Right, counting down. You gonna do the countdown again? When I do the countdown oh, again. Oh my goodness, this is painful and awesome and at the same time. Okay, 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 okay. And five. Hey David. Oh hey Anthony. Fancy meeting you here. Tell me about it. Have you seen this video making its way on the internet? I don't know if you've heard of this before. I may have. Uh, I see some videos on the internet. I'm known to video on the internet. Older guy. Not to like actually video things, but to by the I'm name being of, of Alexander Goldinsky, 
Great name. Yep. He uh, he gets some ice from the ice machine at his work. I think I've seen what you're talking about. Keep it rolling, though, so I can he be then, sure there's lots of ice-related stories going on right now. He then went, uh, appears... See polar vo- vortex. Appears to uh, purposefully place the ice on the floor yeah. by the ice machine. Sure. Looks around. Of course. And then kind of gingerly steps over to the ice. Oh, no. Sits down. Uh, lays back. Ah. Uh, and... Um, I guess made a fraudulent claim against the company. They uh, neg- negligently left ice in the uh, they, near the ice machine. They left the ice. Come on, Goldinsky. Yeah. Little, Come on, Goldinsky. little did Goldinsky know that there were videos capturing his every movement, uh, and uh, and he's now being prosecuted by Middlesex County of New Jersey. Curse for, those kids and their technology. So, um, so David, there's always someone watching. As I've said it once, I've said it four times on this show. Technology's against us. Okay, the cameras—they're working against Mr. Goldinsky. Well, the, I, well, also criminals. We've told you many, many times. You got to be more creative. I slip and fall. The the evidence melts, right? I mean, like you something that's gonna be a re- marbles. Now. The cameras could have worked in his favor if he was smart and like maybe took some acting classes and really committed. Yeah. His problem or, was he didn't commit to the bit. You gotta commit. Like you gotta really, yeah. if you're gonna slip and fall on some ice, you gotta make the ice seem like it was obvious or you gotta plant it there sooner you, or have you, someone plant it earlier. You need a co-conspirator. You do, you need someone to plant yeah. the ice sooner. You need to walk over, pretend like you were just talking to someone, oh hey Phil, slip, yeah. fall, money. Even better if you can tell someone like from the facilities management or whatever, right? Like, oh hey, I noticed some ice, and like go over before they can get to it, right? Oh, oh, oh even better, that's a little too suspicious. Okay. Mention it, like, hey, I've noticed there's lots of ice around the ice machine. Sometimes when I go and get that, and it just makes me uncomfortable. Someone really ought to keep an eye for that, right? Yeah. So you mentioned that a couple weeks, maybe even a month in advance. Oh, yeah. Maybe file an official claim and just yeah. say like, look, there's this ice all the time, and it bothers me. Like, I'm, I'm, I don't feel safe at work. All of a sudden, co-conspirator comes in, slip, slip, right? Right. Then you fall, boom, yeah. money. A minimal amount of effort, right? So, uh, I mean, yeah. Goldinsky, we expect more out of you next time, okay? Yeah. If you put as much effort into your fake slip and falls as James Harden does into the phantom uh, reaching in, right, and going up for a three-pointer, you would be MVP of the NBA. Of, of You'd be MVP of the slip and fall um, basketball team inside the Middlesex County Jail. Hmm. I, I doubt that's a very prestigious league. It's the, it's one of the better county jail rec leagues. Is it? Yeah. I don't keep up I've on done it. my research. Yeah. Well, this is subjectively correct. Hmm. We're recording. Yes. Yes. For, uh, well, we don't need to get into it. We don't. We don't need to get into it. We just don't. So I'm not going to get into the fact that that was our third intro. You sh- read, read the thing. Uh, the only show in the known universe featuring a couple of guys... Namely, me, Anthony, you, David. I just want to say we're up to no good. <laughs> we're up to no good. And we started making trouble in... Uh... I said I wanted to. I didn't say I was actually going to. Okay. Because then, I, if you say one more line, I'm going to wrap the whole thing and just ruin this entire podcast. That is so tempting. I know it is, isn't it? <laughs> okay. Uh, welcome again. Visit the website, www.subjectivelycorrect.com. There's three W's. At subcorrect on Twitter. Subjectively correct at gmail.com on internet emails. And uh, David, Super Bowl weekend. Yeah. It was Super Bowl weekend. There was a bowl. Football is over. Yeah, th- there was a bowl. It wasn't so super. <laughs> it was the it was the meh bowl. I like that. The meh bowl of 2019. <laughs> Brought to you by Top Ramen. <laughs> meh. <laughs> meh bowl. It, it'll get you through. <laughs> <laughs> it's good enough. <laughs> it's better than no ramen. It's better than no bowl. It's better than no food. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Do you go for the cup of noodles? Do you go for the noodles that you boil? Uh What's your go-to on the ramen? On the ramen? I like the... I like the shrimp for flavoring ramen. The, the, I think it's the pink package of top ramen. You missed the question. The Let one, me try the one in the package that you break. Okay, yeah, yeah. The so pop- the one you boil over the stove. I don't know. I just eat it raw. Do you really? Yeah, you just eat it like a, like chips, like a block of chips, like a block of chips. Yeah. Do you put the powder on the top of it? It's like a uh, the the dipstick, like the fun dip. Okay, so you you lick it, you dip it. You <laughs> crunch into it. You fun dip your ramen? Yeah, obviously. You fun dip your ramen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, super. How long have you been fun dipping your ramen? 
Um, I mean, I've definitely done it going back to at least late 90s. I haven't done it much recently. Uh, but yeah, definitely something I did. Really cheap snack. Super yummy. If you've never uh, eaten your ramen raw, if you've never gone raw on the ramen, it's... Uh, <laughs> raw, raw ramen? It's something worth trying. Yeah. I don't know. It's I don't... messy. So you might want to wear a bib. You <laughs> It's that messy that you like legitimately worry about what shirt you're wearing when yeah, you eat it. Right. You don't want to eat it in your bed. Okay. okay. I've made that mistake far too many times. <laughs> Maybe it'll be better this time. Nope, on my sheet. Yeah. Okay, I have a question now. How did you discover this ramen eating tactic? Uh pure laziness. I I thought I could take the three minutes to microwave this, or I could start eating it right now. Like, how fast can I get this package open? That's when I'm going to eat it. So, little Anthony has his bag yeah. of ramen, stovetop ramen, that yep. he's open, and he takes the packet out. Okay. Yep. How does, what, what is the first attempt of flavoring the seasoning? What does that look like? The first attempt is... Oh, you it, pour is, over, and it obviously goes everywhere. Right. It doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't att- adhere to the ramen because it's dry. Okay, so that's attempt number one. Yep. Just the dry powder on the dry ramen, yep. and it's a no-go. Yep. What was attempt number two like? Uh, lick it and stick it. Okay. So, <laughs> <laughs> so your so your fun dip. Uh huh. Your fun dip ramen idea. Yep. Ramen dip, med dip, because it's not fun. It's just meh. So your your fun dip idea is number two, and that's the one you've stuck with for the rest of your life. Yeah. Why 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 reinvent the wheel? Why you can't improve on raw. Lick stick ramen. I have an idea. <laughs> what? Could follow the instructions and cook it. I'm a man. I don't follow the instructions. If it works, it works. It has the same nutritional value. That's true. But you know what else has the same nutritional value? Okay. Sand. No. Uh, a baked cake. Yeah. Or all the ingredients <laughs> in a bowl that you just eat. Side note Have you ever just blended all the ingredients and drank your cake? Time saver. What else do you do this with? We'll get into that later. We will? Yeah. There's enough to get into it later? Like I, I, was I out- feel like this conversation is probably more entertaining than what we have to say about the Super Bowl. Well, by far. Yeah. But we should probably get into the Super Bowl. Okay, fine. Um, I was avoiding it for as long as possible. Lowest rated Super Bowl in 10 years. I can't imagine why. Here's why. Because... Well, you have the answers? <laughs> because we've seen the Patriots this the ninth time in the last 15 years. Yeah. Okay? That's one reason. The other reason is... The Los Angeles Rams, you think, oh, big market, but they've been there three years, yeah, and it's not a pro football town, at least not right now. No, LA, LA does not care about football. No. Like, they do not. Dodgers, Lakers, yeah, big time. I bet even the even, LA Kings. Even the Kings, yeah. Yeah. But I don't think the fact that an LA team moves the needle, like, I think the last, like, the highest rated Super Bowl of the last 10 years, I'd have to go back and check, but I, the, the one thing I saw, I think it was maybe Denver, Seattle. Which are not huge markets, but they have super loyal fan bases. Exactly. And it's also the quality of the teams. And Peyton Manning. And Peyton Manning, right? Who I mean, somehow made the Super Bowl about him. He was everywhere. I, now he was we know, the most, maybe he was one of the more entertaining parts of the Super Bowl. Now we know where you were, Peyton, all that time. When I was worried about you, you were just writing and producing and directing and starring in all these amazing executive producing, uh, key grip. Uh, best boy probably did the catering that's one of the weirder credits out there best boy, best boy. i'm the best boy what's great is like best boy number two <laughs> yeah like, even work? wait a minute yeah. how many best boys are there it's like my my i'm my mom's favorite also i've never seen a best girl 2019 for real should we change it to best person then because it could go either way right yeah we don't want to be binary about it yeah you never know what if it's like what if it's like alex jones <laughs> best person <laughs> right like, you, know, you don't know i don't know it's alex yeah right could be both. Oh, I thought you were making like a the Alex Jones, like the <laughs> that that political commentator. I thought you were. Really... Is there a political commentator named Alex Jones? I think that's his name. I don't know. It could have been a girl. That's my point. Got I don't it. know. All right. So wasn't. Oh. I mean, it was still like watched by forty something million people. Uh, more football. It yeah. is. It's a national holiday. Like mm-hmm. the Super Bowl is a national. Well, holiday. the Monday after should be a national holiday. Yes. In fact, there are some people uh, who think that it should be Super Bowl Saturday. That makes sense, right? Yeah. But at the same time, it's tradition, and no one's going to change tradition. The NFL yeah. is on Sunday, right? It's, yeah. It's the thing. Yeah, I mean, like, 
you have kids. If your kid's on the East Coast, the game's not ending until 10.30 sometimes. By the way, didn't love the commercials during the Super Bowl that Mm -hmm. my kids happened to see. Lots of, like, horror shows, right? Like, lots of scary commercials this time around. I had to play the game where I was like, it wasn't a real pimple. Like, no, it was just, there was a bug in it, there was a bug in it. I was like, no, 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 it was just a pimple. I used to get pimples all the time when I was a kid. The the, the commercial for that Jordan Peele movie where it's like, there's a family and then there's another fake family that looks exactly like that family that's going to, like, murder the original family. Us. Super creepy. I don't think I'll ever see it, but, I mean... That, that was the I know, guy. He, he had he he won an Academy Award for for Get Out. Yeah, the, I, I didn't see that either. But like iconic man, that movie that movie is like part of society now. It was like it's like that big a deal. I mean, and that's the natural progression from comedy central sketch show sure. to Academy Award winning writer of horror movies. That's a well trodden path. I, you know what I? I'm, it's kind of cliche to be honest. Yeah, I'm kind of bored with that. Right. Like find something else to do. Comedy sketch writers and actors and performers like. Mm-hmm. Go do something else other than become an acclaimed horror director and writer guy. What, mo- what most impresses you me about Stephen that? You think Stephen King's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, You've first, done it once. First shot, what? <laughs> That's got to be irritating. He's yeah. like the Sean McVay of horror movies. That's like Meryl Streep every time like an Anne Hathaway or like, uh, uh, what's, the, what's the Hunger Games... Jennifer Lawrence like yeah. wins an Academy Award. She's like, oh yeah. She's like, oh, yeah. Mm, yeah. you're clapping wrong. Meryl Streep claps. She's like been this. nominated like fifty times. Meryl just... Streep claps like this. Yeah. For those of you on the podcast, no, that's Nicole Kidman. No, no, no. This was this was Streep. Oh, okay. This was the Streep clap. I thought it was Kidman. No, this is the Streep or the Grinch. Curse those juvenile delinquents in there. Yeah. All right. I used to do a good Grinch impression. Maybe it's more around Christmas time when my throat's yeah. more scratchy. And I'm more Grinchy. Yeah. So the reason we're not talking much about the Super Bowl... I'm not a Grinchy type person, though. I'm usually pretty cheerful, especially around the holidays. Because I think other people are more nice. I don't change. I'm always that way. But I think other people have the spirit of Christmas and they just get happier. Mm-hmm. And so it seems like I'm also happier, but people are just noticing my happierness because they're also happier. I think I'm delightful year-round. That's one man's opinion. So I think uh, the reason we're not talking much about the Super Bowl... So far, is because it wasn't super exciting, right? I think it was okay. A lot of people say like, "Oh, it wasn't, it wasn't um, entertaining, or it wasn't like drama filled." Like, I think it actually was, like, because it was close the whole time. So, like, no, there was no separation, so you never knew who was gonna win until the last few minutes. But there just weren't the like iconic Super Bowl plays, right? There wasn't. There, it wasn't a good football game. It started off so well with the Patriots marching down the field and then Tom Brady, Tom Brady getting picked at like the twenty yard line on yeah. the Rams twenty. When I saw that, I got excited. It was cool. I just, it was good football. The Patriots were moving the ball, then the, uh, then the Rams called up a perfect defense to get a great pick. Yeah, the son of bum is doing work, man. In fact, I think the Rams defense did more than enough to win that game. Oh, definitely, they did more than enough. I haven't checked it, but I, that has to be the lowest uh, point total for the Patriots in a Super Bowl. I think so. It, yeah, but but their yeah. largest margin of victory. Yeah, right. I mean, you mentioned it while we were watching the game. I was over here watching it, and you mentioned they haven't won a game, they haven't won a Super Bowl by more than one score. Ever. Right. So this is like the eight, biggest eight points was their largest margin of victory. Yes, yeah. and that's crazy to me. So you, you mentioned Tom Brady could easily be 8-0 or 0-8 in these Super Bowls. And that's this right. is no this is no exception. I mean, all it takes is Jared Goff to see... Four open receivers when they were wide open. Yeah, if Brandon Cooks catches that that pass in the end zone with like four minutes left, a couple of things. Jared Goff threw it late. Jared Goff threw it weakly. Oh, yeah, no, it wasn't all on Cooks. No, no, not not on Cooks at all. In fact, McCourty well, made he, an amazing play to break that up. He did have two hands on it. Like even though it was but, thrown but, late, but McCourty, but, not, but still, okay, okay, but still. So you're gonna put he, that? You're gonna he, put that on Cooks? No, I'm not. I'm joint joint blame. I think he could have caught that still. Okay, right. A great catch, he would have caught it. Yeah. Right. But uh, but a better throw, he wouldn't have had to make a great catch. Right. It, it seems like the ball was thrown late and it was thrown poorly. And Devin McCourty should not have had the opportunity to go all the way across the field. That's like the right fielder catching a, a, a looping line drive behind the shortstop. Mm. Did I say right fielder or left fielder? I don't know. Okay. It's like the right fielder catching a looping line drive behind the shortstop. And, I mean, that play should never happen from the from – the, Rams' point of view, right? It should have been a better throw, and it should have been thrown sooner. But Devin McCourty made a heck of a play. I'm not going to take anything away from that. To break away from your assignment when you see the danger in the back of the end zone and when you cover that much field to break up that pass, amazing. But at the same time, he never should have had that opportunity. I think Belichick exposed 
Goff. Well, I, I think he exposed McVeigh. And by I, oh, I don't know because there were there were open players in the flats. There were open players in other places on plays that they needed. It. C.J. Anderson Mi- was standing all by himself in a in a crucial moment, and Jared Goff threw it to three guys. One of them was a Ram, and it just makes me feel like yes, Belichick outcoached McVeigh for the most part, but when they needed a play, McVeigh called a play to get a guy open. A guy did get open, and Goff missed him. That happened more than once. Yeah, but I think that happens multiple times in every game. Right, that golf misses someone, or that no, the quarterback, that, that quarterback will miss open receivers. Sure, absolutely, and but when they're that open, I don't think Goff was ready for the moment. I think, like all game, he just didn't look right, and he hasn't looked right for like eight weeks. Right, and their offense hasn't been good for about eight weeks. No, even right. though they ended up like second best offense in the NFL by 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 points. Well, they started they started. With yeah, a crazy run. So I, yeah. And so it, it almost has the feel of like McVeigh, he's still a young new coach. Like people maybe are catching on to what he's doing. I don't know if that's the case or not, but their offense has not been good since like since their bye week. Right. Here's here's what it comes down to. Todd Gurley had thirty five yards on the ground. I mean the play action pass and the rollouts and the things that Jared Goff thrives on weren't there. Because the Patriots stopped the run. C.J. Anderson didn't go off like we hoped he would. Like I, I think you and I were both like, rooting for yeah. C.J. Anderson to go for 150 and get three touchdowns. That The opposite of that happened. He got negative 130 yards and he gave away three touchdowns. I'm just kidding. I'm just saying. He, he was a non-factor. Gurley yeah. was a non-factor. And when that's the case, it takes away the play-action pass and it takes away the, the rollouts and things like that. And when Goff had to stay in the pocket make good decisions and make good throws, he was incapable of doing that. Now, I'm not saying I'm not saying that Sean McVay didn't maybe get out coached by Bill Belichick, which is the easiest thing to say in the world. It's very clear that Bill Belichick and his defensive staff made a great game yeah. plan and executed a great game plan. I'm not taking anything away from them, but but, but what Sean McVay can do is limited by who he has at quarterback. But and also the fact that the Patriots controlled the ball for like twice as much as the Rams, right? Yeah, did, so, so, especially early in the game. So the time of possession ended up being 33-10 for the Pats and 26-50 for the Rams. And they had the ball a lot more in the second yeah, half than they so did in the first half. First half it was almost double. I it think. was crazy. Yeah. yeah. And some of that is the the defense that the Rams were playing. They made big plays when they had to. They benefited from a missed field goal, a turnover, they were playing, I think you said this during the game, a bend-don't-break defense, right? Yeah. The Patriots were marching down the field, had control of the ball, but weren't able to get it in the end zone and ended up only with a field goal by halftime. And so... Uh, yeah. We all had that. Yeah. We all had a 3-3 three, three game at halftime. But Ugh. but even though it was only three points, you had the feeling that the Patriots were in control just because of time of possession. And, and the Rams... Mm-hmm. <laughs> the Rams ended eight straight possessions with a punt. Oh, my gosh. Eight straight punts. And they got to showcase their awesome punter. The dude's a baller. He, he was their MVP. He was. Which is super unfortunate. If I were if I were giving out an MVP for the game, Edelman obviously deserved it from the eligible players. But I think this is like the one time you make an exception and you give Belichick the MVP. MVP. Like the game plan that he and his staff put together, it held the second highest scoring offense to three points. And Lowest they, point total in the history of the Super Bowl for any team. Yeah. I think... Have they ever given away a uh, Super Bowl MVP to the defense? Didn't they do that once? Was it the Ravens? I don't know if they've given it to an entire unit as opposed to like a certain I know Von player. Miller won it once. Yeah, no, defensive players it. have won it before. But if there was ever a time to give it to, to just the defense, yeah. I think that was a time. Because it wasn't just one player making great plays or a bunch of interceptions or fumble recoveries. No, or there was like really that. no standout player in the game for either side. I mean, like right. the punter, right? But right. you're not going to give it to a punter. Right, so Edelman, and they lost. Edelman annoyingly caught every pass he did and got a first down on it. Yeah. I, I want to check that stat. How many of his catches were for first downs? It's yeah. most. It seemed like all of them. And what's most frustrating is you only have to guard Edelman for about three seconds or or two seconds maybe because Tom Brady wants to get the ball out fast. And you have Aaron Donald and Ndamukong Sue up the middle, but they were completely neutralized by the routes that they were running and how quickly Tom Brady was getting the ball out of his hands. He was hurried and rushed and sacked more than any time he had been in the postseason, and it still didn't matter because of how fast and efficient their offense is. So while the Rams have a quarterback and have a system – that struggled, the opposite was true for the Patriots, where even though they struggled too, like I said, the Rams defense did enough to win that game. Yeah. They, I mean, they just couldn't do enough to stop them. 
because the Patriots get open when they need to. Edelman and Gronk mostly. Right? When they absolutely have to get open, they can dial something up to get that three or four yards of separation. Yeah. And I mean, Edelman looked wide open in the middle of the field all game. Yeah, and, and maybe the biggest play of the game was that, that pass to Gronk. It was a you know, 20-, 30-yard pass. Absolutely. And it was at it, what, middle of the fourth quarter. Perfect pass. Perfect Brady pass. It, but it was the only real great play that Brady made all game. That was the only yeah. impressive play he had. He did not play well. No, by by any standard, he didn't play well. Not just Tom Brady standards. No, not right. just Tom Brady Super Bowl standards, but by... But quarterback standards by Nick Foles standards. But he adds he adds to his his streak of every time he's won the Super Bowl, he's had a game winning drive in the fourth quarter. Which say what you will about arm talent or you know how his Super Bowl stats compare to other Super Bowl winning quarterbacks. Like he gets the job done more often than not. Um, and and I don't think there's any debate. I don't know if there was before this game, but like he's he's the best quarterback of all time there's the talent debate what that's fine but like at some point the overwhelming amount of rings and you're like the most important part of your team like that has to come into into play and for my money he's the best ever i don't think that's a i'm going out on a on a limb there saying that right and that's the easy thing to say right now and of course people will still debate it and say that other other quarterbacks were more talented of course like you said but I think he's definitely the most accomplished quarterback and one of, if not the most accomplished player in football. Yeah. Anything else to say on the Super Bowl? Now, what do you do in halftime show? Halftime show. What are you doing? We need to step it up. What was the SpongeBob thing about? I have no idea. I think more fans were excited about maybe Sweet Sweet Victory being played than the Maroon 5 stuff. I saw so many people on... I was going to make the joke on Twitter, but a thousand people beat me to it. Uh, Rams 3, Patriots 3, Maroon 5. Yeah. But, you know, everyone beat me to it. But the combined score at the end of the game was just one more than five. Yeah. Um, so looking forward for these two teams, like we've said it, I don't know, five, six years in a row that, like, the Patriots are done. We said it. No, who said that? Okay, no, people, not we necessarily. But, Thank you. But the but media, sports media, will say it at some point. At some point during next season or prior to next season, you're going to have more than one person who's an expert say the Patriots' reign is over. This is the year it ends. This is the year it ends. And it was very in fashion to say it this year. We talked about how they weren't playing as well, but we also called them the zombie Patriots because they always come back. And we said, look for it. They're going to come back. They did until, until Tom Brady retires. Until like he comes, he suffers some horrible injury. I hope it that doesn't happen. And in in his game, he just can't play the way he does. And he's not like he's like a super mobile quarterback or anything. He just no. like he hits the receiver when he's supposed to, and the receivers run the routes they're supposed to run. And like the offensive line protects him really well. Everyone just it's so cliche, but everyone does their job. Everyone buys yeah. in, and that's like the magic of Belichick. It's not like he's running some like super complex offense or defense, but like no. everyone buys in. And there were so many like. Uh, um, specials and, and montages that they, like ESPN and NFL Network put together f- uh, about the Patriots and like they say like what's the Belichick way and it's like you do you you maximize like your potential in in one in multiple areas right you contribute in multiple ways to the team and um, and that's like Edelman right like he's their best option their best receiver um, you know with Gronk but he's also their punt returner right and everyone just like does. A little bit more they're just like ultra focused in the moment they do their job they do it well enough and when you have 22 guys doing what they're supposed to be doing you win more often than not what does tom brady do other than play quarterback though you said he embodied the, he embodied he's, he's the, the robber he's a, he's a cheerleader on the sideline man he is quite the cheerleader Woo! yeah well i didn't i didn't love the game for a couple reasons we could have had rams chiefs Oh, Rams Chiefs. Imagine that. We could have had that. We could have oh. had that Walrus, Andy Reid, coaching against Sean Payton. We could have had Breeze and Mahomes. And it would have been a shootout. It would have been a more exciting. It would have been a, a funner Super Bowl for sure. So that was a little bit of a letdown just going into the game. But then there was also that hope that the, that McVay would dial up some cool offense yeah. that would do that. But but the Patriots' defensive game plan just shut them down. But also the game itself was just boring and cliche. It was like what we've seen over and over and over again. It was like watching a rom-com. Like, as soon as the rom-com starts, the girl walks into the town, right, where maybe where she grew up, and then she sees the guy, yeah. and the guy is, like, now grown up, and they used to, like, tease each other in school and stuff, but then you know right at the beginning, like, okay, they're going to fall in love somehow, and there'll be some hijinks in the middle, 
right? It was like that. It was like we knew both teams were going to come. Tom Brady was going to see the new guy. He's going to see Sean McVay being all cute over there. Like, oh, he's new. But then they were going to come like and have some hijinks in the middle. But we all knew what was going to happen at the end. And that was Tom Brady holding up the trophy again. It felt inevitable from the beginning. Yeah. No, it did. Um, And then, you know, looking towards next season, I think the Rams have a great team. I don't think they're losing anyone important. I mean, Sue was on a one-year deal, I think, so maybe they lose him. Um, but if most of their players come back, I don't see any reason they can't be in a similar position, and uh, hopefully Goff figures it out. Like, he's got a lot of talent around him. They missed Cooper Cup. He's their Edelman, right? Yeah. And, and so that would have been a big deal. He was kind of the, his, the safety blanket for Goff earlier in the season. The Rams need to figure out, need to get their, need to get their backfield healthy, which means Todd Gurley needs to get healthy, or they need to see a stick with C.J. Anderson. Pick one. Yeah. Or And they need to get a tight end. I mean, Cooper Cup takes that part of that role, but if you get a tight end like Kelsey, like Gronk, like Kittles, San Francisco, uh, that that offense will be even more unstoppable. Mm-hmm. Right? Chiefs, Rams, Super Bowl 2020. Please, save us. Yeah. Or Chiefs, Saints, but I don't know. We'll see. With uh, Taysom Hill at quarterback. Taysom Hill, that guy. He's the Swiss Army knife of football players. We know. We know. It's that time. The show is subjectively correct sports because we are subjectively correct on what we talk about. All the time. Uh, From a certain point of view, we're subjectively correct. All the time. Uh, Shout out Alec Guinness. So now we're going to uh, move into what we call objectively correct sports. Today's a special Super Bowl edition led by Anthony. I also have a uh, pretty good stat here. Uh, so, we're going so to make it happen. My, my, my objectively correct stats, I'm going to go through all of the records set or tied in this year's Super Bowl. Do it. Credit to uh, Sports Illustrated for making my job easy this week. Nice. Okay. Records. Let's go with records matched. This Super Bowl. Records tied. Most field goals for career Super Bowl, right? Seven by Steven Goskowski. Most receptions in a first half. Tied by Julian Edelman with seven. Seems low. Most wins, most Super Bowl wins for any team, six. New England ties the Steelers. Fewest points scored in a Super Bowl, the Rams. And the fewest touchdowns. In a Super Bowl, zero by the Rams. All right, su- record set in this year's Super Bowl. Most appearances by a player, nine by Tom Brady. That's incredible. Most wins by a player, six by Tom Brady. Also incredible. The oldest starting quarterback on a winning team, 41 years old, Tom there, Brady. Was there an older backup that came in and won once? But anyway, keep going. I don't know. Most appearances by a head coach in a Super Bowl, nine, Bill Belichick. Most wins by a head coach, six, Bill Belichick. Oldest winning head coach, 66, Bill Belichick. Most completions in the Super Bowl for a career, 256 now by Tom Brady. Compiler. (laughs) Most passing yards for your career in a Super Bowl, 2,838 by Tom Brady. Compiler. Longest punt ever recorded in the Super Bowl, 65 yards by Johnny Hecker. Attaboy. That's a positive Rams record. All right. Uh, fewest points combined, 16 total. Fewest points by a winning team ever, 13 by the Patriots. Yuck. Fewest combined touchdowns ever, one. Yuck. And then most consecutive drives ending in a punt, eight by the Los Angeles Rams. So it was a game, glass half full of astonishing, remarkable defense, glass half full offensive ineptitude. Take your pick. Maybe a little of both. Hall of Famer Craig Biggio drove in 1,175 runs in the course of his 20-year career. Barry Bonds, home runs alone, drove in 1,174 runs. Biggio's in the Hall of Fame. Are we going to rename this segment to the objectively correct Bonds stats? Bonds is not. That's crazy. That is a remarkable stat. Um, all right, so Super Bowl's over, and uh, I see a lot of the baseball teams and players that I follow on Twitter saying, hey, 
Now it's baseball season. <laughs> no, it's not. That's <laughs> time to talk about baseball. No, it's not. Do you not. know what we were talking about all week oh. and even like the morning of the Super Bowl? And immediately after the Super Bowl. And all today has been dominated by the NBA trade deadline. Not just the NBA trade deadline. But the but NBA. one transaction. Yeah, one transaction. We've been worried yeah. about one transaction. I don't know how the NBA has snuck in here and become the soap opera league for American sports. But no one, no one cares about baseball right now yeah. in fact there's a huge thing going on right now with baseball so apparently uh there's over a hundred free agents last time i checked who still hadn't signed in baseball and so everyone's up in arms about the cba and about how it's bad and how gms and agents and players just aren't hooking up and it's bad for the game of baseball and all this stuff that's probably you're probably hearing about it for the first time because nobody cares <laughs> yeah so the the uh, what, spring training for every ball club starts within the next three weeks, and like three of the top free agents are still like yet to sign or be traded. Like you've got you've got Manny Machado, you got Bryce Harper. There's still not resolution on JT Realmuto if he's going to be traded or not. Um, and like, eh. how good are these GMs at their jobs? I mean, honestly, I don't feel like I feel like it's a tough job. Of course, can't be easy. Very few jobs in this world are easy or else they wouldn't pay people to do it, right? But, I mean, how bad is this that you can't get these players signed or it's taking this long to get even the most standard free agent transactions done yeah. in the offseason? And you wonder why, I don't know, there were a lot of fun tweets talking about and, and baseball's the boring sport when the game was tied 3-3 and stuff, and that, that was funny. But at the same time, nobody cares about your sport until September. There's a problem. Fix it. Yeah. Um, well, can you fix it, Anthony? Fix baseball right now. Yeah, just just remove the luxury tax and let teams pay whatever they want. Oh, is that it? I think that's it. Really? I think that's all you got to do. That's all you have to do. Yeah. And then what you'll have is like 10 really, really good teams. Yeah. Um, and then a bunch of other teams that are farm systems for those teams. You know, that's what's happening in the NFL right now anyway. And that's what's happening in the NBA. That's, yeah. That's, that's what sports, I mean, because players want to win. And, uh, and if they can do so and get paid, they're going to do so with their friends. Right? They're going to do so where they think they have the best chance of winning. And it's hard to blame them. If you're a talented individual and you're working for a company that's going nowhere and you can make the same or more money working with better people at a company that has a better tradition of winning or of, of performing well, it's a pretty easy decision to make to leave your current company and go to another one. Okay, who are you talking about? <laughs> Get Go. I'm not, I'm not talking about go. anyone. Go! I'm not talking about anyone. It's a general, just a general observation. And who in, these current, in this current NBA environment might apply to all of that crap you were just saying? Oh, Anthony Davis. Oh, really? Yeah. So the Lakers have reportedly offered the New Orleans Pelicans Lonzo Ball. Yep. Kyle Kuzma. Yep. Brandon Ingram. Well, Rajon Rondo. Of course. Lance Stevenson. Take him. Michael Beasley. That's right. Two first round picks. Oh. For Anthony Davis. And they would take back the Solomon Hill contract, which pays him twelve million this year and next year. Uh, which the Pelicans want to get rid of. Right. So that's basically as much as Los Angeles can do to acquire Anthony Davis. I mean, I think that's essentially them saying, you tell us what you want, right? And, and we'll and, and you can have it um but there's still no resolution there was like a lot of momentum earlier in the day that a deal would get done and i knew that because i got 15 tweets sent to me by anthony while i was trying to teach my class today all about lakers stuff mm. and uh just kidding <laughs> it was like five it was like three during lunch <laughs> it's like all it was <laughs> I like to make it seem more extreme though. Like but like three during lunch and like I didn't need to go look it up myself because you sent it to me during lunchtime and I was like, cool. Yeah, so I don't know. Will a deal get done? I don't know. But as a Lakers fan, it better get done. Because at this point, Lonzo Ball, he's like totally taking the Lakers off of his bio, tw oh. Twitter bio. Like these young players who have never gone through or have gone through like one or two trade deadlines, but they weren't mentioned that like they you know there was no reason to think they would be traded they were untouchables all of a sudden now they're 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 very touchable they're they're trade bait and um and they thought for a moment they were gone earlier today so what happens 
if the deal doesn't get done. That locker room would be uh, salty. Yeah. And uh, and LeVar Ball's like reemerged now, I trying to di- trying to dictate where his son's gonna get traded to. Like, anyways, we've got three days left. Yep, Thursday Thursday afternoon, the trade deadline. Um, will it get deal get done? I don't know. I don't know that the Pelicans have that much reason to do it, especially since Anthony Davis earlier today was reported he expanded his his list of teams that he would sign a long term deal with. Uh, from the Laker to he said there's four teams Lakers Clippers Bucks and uh, oh, and the with, Knicks he wants to play with Antetokounmpo yeah here's the problem with those teams and and he specifically left the Celtics off and his dad was quoted earlier in the week saying uh, or last week that he hopes his son doesn't would never sign or play with the Celtics because you know they don't have any loyalty yeah the way they treated based on Isaiah how they treated Thomas. yeah um, and the here, dude the dude played through the loss of his sister. Yeah. He gave up a tooth. He was playing through a hip injury that may have ruined his career. Yeah. So here's the thing with the Knicks. Who do they have to offer? They have... Kristaps Porzingis? Gone. He's gone. He's playing here in Dallas now. Yeah, which I don't know if we're going to talk about that or not, but that was a crazy trade. Yeah. <laughs> the Knicks did the most Knicks thing ever by giving up the best player they've had in 15 years for Dennis Smith Jr. And uh, the expiring contracts of Wes Matthews and DeAndre Jordan. So what that tells me is they're offloading. Oh yeah, They're they've opened clearing. up seventy-five million dollars. Yeah, two max contracts is about seventy million, so they can sign Kevin Durant, Kyrie, or any combination of two max level players. Like Anthony, they've Davis. had cap space in the past and haven't been able to capitalize, other than Carmelo Anthony. That worked out. Yeah. Um, so whether or not whether or not, not the- work out <laughs> for those of you that don't know that situation, the Carmelo thing did not work out. But they love him at the Garden, yeah. man. So. So those four they teams, love them. Knicks, what could they offer? If they tank, which they're doing, so and they get by, the number trading, one kick. By pick. trading Porzingis away, they were telling the whole world, we are taking. We're done this year. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Porzingis wasn't going to play anyways. Yeah. Uh, but They were but, punting like the Rams. They don't. They have like four NBA-level players <laughs> on their roster right now. They're tanking. But there's new NBA rules this year. Oh. The bottom three teams, by yeah. record, have mm-hmm. the same shot at the number one pick. So there's no incentive to be the worst team anymore. It used to be a race to the bottom, right? If you knew you were going to be in the lottery, you may as well just lose and get the best percentage at having the number one pick. Yeah. Now you actually have a better chance of getting the fifth overall pick as the first. Just the way the percentages work out. So there's really no incentive. There's no incentive to be the worst. I mean, you, there's some incentive to be in the, in the bottom three, but even then it's, you know, a bit of a crapshoot. Yeah. And so if they get the number one pick, maybe in the summer they could offer it to the Pelicans. You know, Pelicans, if you're seeing Zion Williamson and, you know, that that may be intriguing. That's a franchise, a person, a, a player you can potentially build your franchise around. But you already had that player in Anthony Davis and you didn't do anything with it, right? Not that you, you don't take that shot it's just i the chances of that happening are slim and if it doesn't happen okay so say the knicks don't get the number one overall pick there's a huge drop off like rj barrett some dude from like missouri or something that's like playing who knows what college players names are these days i don't know um it's too many to follow yeah so by the way i yawned about a minute ago did you notice yeah you did you notice no dang i thought yeah i hit it really well i'm Um, proud of that i was like i wonder if he knows i'm yawning the bucks bucks who would you have to trade Giannis, you're not going to trade Giannis. Mm-hmm. And the other pieces aren't worth trading because you've got Chris Middleton, the second best player. His deal expires at the end of the season. Just did it again. Sorry. <laughs> did you catch that one? We're getting deep on this. Did you catch that one? I yawned again. The Clippers, Tobias mm-hmm. Harris. Do you want to build your franchise around Tobias Come Harris? To three. So these other teams, to me, aren't a compelling trade partner with, with the Pelicans. That was a good one. And if you wait until oh. this summer to trade Anthony Davis... And yeah. those are the only teams he wants to sign with. Are the Celtics really going to pony up Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, some of the picks they have from other teams that they still for, have for Anthony Davis on the hope that he and Kyrie stay for the long term? I wouldn't trust a single thing any of these NBA players <laughs> no. or their dads say ever. Especially not like a Rich Paul client because they Rich Paul clients do what they want to do. Like they have a plan. They know where they want to be. Um, they get there. And they get there. Yeah. So, oh, I had a thought and I lost it. It was a good one, too. I swear it was a beauty. 
players don't trust him. What Kyrie Irving said. Oh yeah. At the beginning of the year, he took a microphone in the middle of Madison. Uh, what's their What's their place? TD Garden or something. TD whatever, Garden. Whatever yeah. it is now, it's a garden. He grabbed a microphone in an arena full of fans in preseason or the game o- season opener or something, and said that he was sticking around for the long haul. If you'll have me, I'll I'll stay. Yeah. Like yeah. That. Yeah. Something like that. Even so, made a commercial like hoping his jersey would be in the rafters someday. So and then he came back a little bit later and said, "I don't know anybody. Shh. Anything." And that just you know. Yeah. Don't trust these players. These players are not they don't care about your city. Many of them don't care about your team. There are the exception that do. There are there are the teams that really love and care about their city. Nick Collison for some reason is getting his jersey retired <laughs> at OKC because he's one of those guys. But at the same time, <laughs> don't trust don't trust these players, man. They're not going to they're going to do what's best for them, what's best for their wallet, and what's best for their legacy, what's best for winning, whatever it is. Yeah, it's a hard time to be a GM in the NBA because the real GM plays for the Lakers and wears number twenty three. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely the era of of a player empowerment. That's exactly what I was thinking. And uh, and it's hard. It's hard on these GMs. It's hard on the small market teams. I I recognize that. But the alternative is you lock in these players to play with the team that drafted them, and that just seems inherently unfair, like un-American. That you would like, you, you would make. You would you would not allow a person to to change their employer, right. right? It's just an interesting concept where in sports we demand that the employee is on the lowest end of the totem pole, which yeah. is the bottom of the totem pole. Yeah. So they're at the bottom of the totem pole, and we don't want them to move or, or make any fuss. We just want them to be where they're at and do it there. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then whenever they show any sort of empowerment and they want to move around or anything like that, we side with these billionaire owners mm-hmm. and the GMs and the coaches. And it's like, why are you so pro this player while he's on your team, but then when he goes somewhere else and tries to improve his situation, you're so anti that player all of a sudden and pro your team. It's just yeah, a I mean, weird could, thing. Could you imagine a scenario where like Compaq is like appealing to to Congress to limit Apple's ability to hire like the top tech talent, right? No, no one would allow that. No, it doesn't make any sense, right? It, because Apple, with their resources, they can make an awesome product that millions of people enjoy. The Lakers, the like Knicks. What? what does well, Apple make that everyone likes? Name one thing Apple sells that people buy. iPod mm-hmm. Shuffle. I remember the Shuffle. What a stupid Every thing. Every day I'm shuffling. So here's this music thing. You can't pick what's coming up next. It's always on shuffle, and it's always a surprise what's happening next. It's music roulette. It really is. Yeah. And if, like, your little sister gets his hand on it, you're like, all right, cool, I like this song. Bye, bye, bye. And like, oh, no, the next song comes up, and it's Backstreet Boys, sync. And it's like, oh, I'm going to pretend to not like this jam, but on the inside I'm singing every word, I'm dancing to it in my room by myself. What's a song that you really like that you're embarrassed you like? Oh, man. Uh... <laughs> I don't care who you are, where you're from, don't care what you did, as long as you love me. I didn't say you had to sing it. I know, but I just felt it in my soul. Okay. All right, cool. I mean, it's not like I actively seek it out. No, actually, it's probably probably the Linkin Park songs from like their first album. You know what I mean? It's those songs. Yeah. I'm not going to sing those because... In the end, it doesn't... That one? Yeah. the... The one that made all white kids our age think they could rap? One thing. I don't know right. why. It doesn't even matter how hard to try. Keep that in mind. I designed this rhyme to explain in good time. Just tell me now, dude. Just tell me now. Explain in good time. Okay. But yeah, that's probably the song that I'm like, that I jam to in the car. Like, sing it real loud. And then like, as I drive up somewhere, I'm like, I turn it down before I open my door so people don't know I was jamming out to the first Linkin Park album. Their second album was pretty good, though. The song Numb is really good on that album. Faints, oh, a good one from that album. Must have missed that I've album. I've become so numb. I can't feel you there. Oh, yeah. I've become so tired. I bobbed my What's head going? to that once in like 2001. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Okay, what's a song that you're embarrassed that you love? I am not embarrassed about anything about myself. Okay, what's the song that you other people... <laughs> might want to rethink that. But what is a song that when it comes on the radio, you sing it and you're like... People would be embarrassed by this, but because I am such a perfect specimen, it doesn't embarrass me. But what's mm. a song that, like... So I have to put myself in someone's shoes who yes. cares what other people think of them. Yes, I know that's hard for you okay. being a sociopath and okay. all, all right. but do your best. All right, Barbie Girl? All right, okay, I'll take... You jam to that song? Yeah, at least, like, the core. But, like, uh, then I, like, uh, I think yeah. about what the words are, and I'm like, mm. Not the best. Not the best, yeah. Um, what? <sighs> 
man. Probably um, something like Taylor Swifty, like early okay. Taylor Swifty. Okay. Like uh, um, we were both. Yes, young that's exactly the one I was thinking I first of. Saw you Here's the thing. I don't. Close my it's eyes hard for me to like remember the songs. I'm I, you're just a jukebox over here. Oh, yeah, just... that's right. I got that memory. Yeah. Uh, she wears high heels. I wear sneakers. Mm-hmm. She's chair captain, and I'm on the bleachers. Yeah, that's a good one. That one. Yeah. That would come to mind. So, too. so I, would the average, you know, 34 year old male be embarrassed to sing that out in his car? I don't know. I'm not. But um, maybe that fits the category. What category? Uh, of, of songs you're embarrassed you really like. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. I don't know, David. I own me. You do own you. You do you. And you do you pretty hard. <laughs> I, do, I do me hard. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I have a game for you, David. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. And it, Okay. Here's why. Are we, we going to wrap the show with this game or what? Yeah, I think so. It t- ties into NBA free agency and, right. and trade deadline. Cool. So the NBA is so exciting year-round because we're in an era of player movement. I had five more minutes of music talk, but okay. Okay. Um, and nothing... That's. I don't want to make it it's such a broad statement. Hurry up. Okay. <laughs> Get to your game. <laughs> um, I think something that really demonstrates this well is looking at all-star rosters from past year and comparing it to this year. Oh. Okay? So don't look at the screen. Okay? You did this to me earlier. Look at my put, face. This was really hard to do Stay before. Stay focused on me, okay? This got, is the hardest thing I've ever done, okay. to stare this long in your face. <laughs> you, you should be so lucky. Okay. Um... All right, so we're going to compare the 2016 Eastern and Western All-Star rosters to the 2019 Eastern and Western All-Star rosters. And what teams they play on? Is that what I'm going what for? What teams here? they play on? Who's who's in the in the in the game? Um, just to show how much movement, player movement there is in the NBA. Okay. Okay. All right. Hit Question number one. Let's do this. In, in the words of every athlete ever, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Find something new to say. How many? Of the 2019 Eastern Conference starters were starters for their same team, all-star starters for their same team. Western Conference? Eastern Conference. 2019 Eastern Conference starters were starters, all-star starters for their same team in 2016. So meaning they were Eastern Conference all-star starters and on the same team as they are right now. I'm going to say two, Giannis Antetokounmpo and Kyrie Irving. The answer is zero. Get out of town. How many of the 2019 Western Conference All-Star starters were starters for their same team in 2016? Durant. All-Star starters. Harden. Curry. Three. I'm saying three. One. Curry? Curry. Curry's the only one. Durant didn't start this year or last year? Durant was on Oklahoma City in 2016 All-Star game. Yo, you said 2016. I thought you said last year. No, 2016. Oh, well that changes my answer. (laughs) Well, two, I don't know. You have to pay attention. I guess so. <laughs> okay. How many uh, 2019 Eastern All-Stars were All-Stars for their same team in 2016? So this is not starters. This is the whole okay. roster. They were just on their same team. It's from 2019 okay, glasses 2016. Off. So, you know I'm not cheating because glasses off. I, yep. can't see, I can't see crap right now. Okay, so ask me again because right. this is not complicated at all. <laughs> all right. There are 12 players on the 2019 Eastern Conference All-Star team. Thank you. Of those 12 players, okay. how many are playing for the same team they were playing for in 2016? Oh my gosh. So And we're in the All-Star game. Anthony Davis? Eastern Conference. He's in the West. Dang. Uh, Just give me a number. One. Two. Oh. Kyle Lowry and Dwayne Wade. And Dwayne Wade went made two pit stops in between in Cleveland and Chicago. I think Dwayne Wade getting the uh, the commissioner's pick. Yeah. I think that's pretty cool. Do you have more of these? Because this is going super well for me. <laughs> Same question, but Western Conference. So 2019 Western Conference All-Stars. How many were 2016 Western Conference All-Stars for the same team? Two. Stephen Clay? Six. So this is well, a little bit a more. Six of the... Uh, so I got Stephen Clay, right? Yeah. You, Curry, Harden, Thompson, Aldridge, Westbrook, and Davis. Oh my gosh. I... Harden's been with the Rockets a long time. It feels it still feels new to me. Yeah, you know what I mean. And Probably then, because it's so ugly that I don't want to accept it. Yeah. No, I mean the way he plays is amazing. We're not going to get into this again. We, we've covered that in of previous the, episodes. Of the twenty six All Stars playing in the twenty nineteen All Star 
game. How many were playing for their current team as All-Stars in 2016? So total? Yes. Of the 26... Eight? 11. Okay. Did the number just go up? Wait. Yeah. So this is now total... Basically, they're on the same team they were in 2016. Gotcha. Okay, okay. okay. So there's only there's only 11. Only 11. So basically if, over the last three done, years... Can I glasses up? Can I glasses yeah, up? Yes. So... If it wasn't obvious, over the last three years, just take a look at the Eastern Conference starters. For 2016, it was Dwayne Wade in Miami, Kyle Lowry, no, Toronto. No, no, it wasn't Dwayne Wade. It was Dwayne Wade. LeBron James, Cleveland Cavaliers, Paul George, Indiana Pacers, Carmelo Anthony, New York Knicks. <laughs> he was a starter. None of them are starters this year, and only one of them is still... Sorry, none two of them. Of them are Eastern Conference starters. Of them, none of them are Eastern Conference starters, and only one of them... Kyle Lowry really made the all-star team. Dwayne Wade was like a commissioner's pick, right? Take that back. <laughs> you take that back right he was, now. He, he's not on there for he's his an play. It's a, it's a, it's lifetime, a lifetime achievement. achievement award? It's yeah. a lifetime achievement, right? And you've got all these other players. Victor Oladipo, Chris Middleton, Bradley Bill, Ben Simmons, Blake Griffin, Nikola Vucevic, D'Angelo Russell, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Joel Embiid, Kawhi Leonard, Kyrie Irving, Kemba Walker. None of them were on the team in 2016. Will you please say Nikola Vucevic's name again? Nikola Vucevic. You said it a lot faster that time. You were scared of it. You were like, let me just blow right Western past Western Conference, this. there's a little bit more continuity, but still a lot of movement. Um, and so I, it just goes to show, NBA, it's so exciting because there's so much player movement. And one or two players changes everything, yeah. especially those star players. Those That group of 10 to 15 players at the top of each conference... They go somewhere mm-hmm. and it changes everything for the team they leave and the team they go to. Look at what Kawhi did with the Spurs. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's why these next four days... It seemed like I was building up a lot of steam to talk for a while, <laughs> and then I just like threw it at your lap. Yeah. I was like, so here we go, and then boom. So these next three, four days, three days, um, I don't know if they'll be exciting. I hope they are, because that... Probably they, means, they might be exciting for you. Because that means you're probably so selfish. good things for me. You don't care about other teams or the NBA overall. You just want your Lakers to get Anthony Davis. so that The, the NBA that, is a better Ron, product when the Lakers stop are Stop everything. Stop everything. Stop everything. I got a new NBA buddy's nickname. Thanks for joining us on Subjective. Okay, ready for this? Okay. Braun and the Brow. LeBrow. Mine was better. Mine was better. It was okay. Sounds like a French cartoon. (laughs) (laughs) Lebrow. Like like an inspector with a unibrow who always cracks his case. Call Lebrow. Inspector Lebrow. (laughs) Yes. Like Pink Um, Panther, except a brown uh, eyebrow. mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we'll see what happens over the next three days. By the time we meet up again next week, uh, it'll be baseball season. Not really. It'll be it'll be spring training minus two weeks. Are we gonna talk much baseball spring training training stuff? I want to. We're I only gonna talk baseball if there uh, is super news newsworthy stuff to talk about, which means Bryce Harper and Manny Machado. I mean, if I don't like talking about preseason football, it's gonna be hard for me to talk about split squad double yeah. A games in we Vegas. Can, we can talk some golf coming up. We're gonna have our sneaky good golfer of the week coming back up. Your sneaky bad golfer of the week, uh, Sergio Garcia. You see what he did in, in uh, was it Saudi Arabia? Somewhere in the Middle East. Uh, oh, oh, he hit his putter on the green. Yeah, he damaged some greens. Got disqualified. He, he, he whacked up a bunker. I mean, it was like, this dude's 39 years old, and watching him was pretty embarrassing. So I got. Was it like an Adam Sandler and Happy Gilmore-style meltdown? Mm-hmm. I got to see And if this. you speak Spanish, some very choice words. <gasps> really? Oh, yeah. I'm not saying I'm excited to watch it because of the swearing <laughs> in Spanish that I might pick up. It's, it's Spaniard swears. And I might not. I I know the Argentine swears. Oh, you'll know them. <laughs> They're universal swears. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes my students say stuff, and I'm like, "Oh goodness!" I'm like in Argentina, that means something yeah. awful. And All they're right. like, "It means bread." And I'm like, "Okay, that's not what it means in Argentina." So we'll catch you next week. If something happens, let's just let's just just, just for the sake of checking, I'm gonna check Twitter real quick just to make sure Anthony Davis is not a Laker yet, and. Tom Brady. And... Who's that? No. Politics. Anthony Davis is still a Pelican. So, if something breaks in the next few days, you know, not close to our Monday show, maybe we'll do a live reaction. I may, I may need to get on there. I may need to get on there and vent if nothing happens. I think... Because this, this destroys the locker room. I think... And if, 
whatever happens, good or bad, trade Thursday night, trade deadline. You need to live stream Some what's going on. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And I'll watch that and I'll make fun of you. <laughs> All right. Until then, we don't have a sign-off. We don't. We need one. Uh... I think all of your ideas for me ending the hot take minute were really bad. I think you killed the hot well, take minute. I didn't. I gave you one suggestion because you and couldn't think was, of anything on your own. And it was garbage. <laughs> you, you expected me to write, perform, produce, do everything on the hot take minute, and you can't contribute at all to it's that. It's literally one minute. I think it's well documented that it's stretched beyond one minute at this point. It's a lot longer than one minute. When I do it, when I do it, it's more than a minute. Do not cut me off while I'm telling the people about my situation. And Don't do it. Don't you cut me out. off. Don't.